And greetings, greetings. Welcome, welcome everyone to the Soul Citizens. It's another Sunday night, first week in December. I hope I'm getting that right. I'm getting my time all mixed up from my COVID uh, craziness. I can't keep track of what day it is anymore, fellas. I'm, I'm totally lost, totally lost. Um, we want to tell everybody hi again. Ops Chief, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate you as always. And uh, yeah, we got an interesting show scheduled for tonight. So we're going to give you guys a disclaimer in a couple of minutes. But before we do the disclaimer, I want to introduce our panel of co-hosts tonight. First off, let's start out with, uh, we'll go alphabetical. Let's start with the, uh, the ambassador himself, Mr. Fastcart. What's up, FC? Hello everyone, my name is Fast Card, also known as FC, and also known by some as Fast Cook. I can't imagine why. <laughs> I think Kimmy gave me, gave me that name. <laughs> and you know, last week we got Shiva on, so I have to take back my crown for bad jokes, so look forward to that. Oh god, must we? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was he was throwing him out last week. He wasn't too bad. And you know, having Shiver is always good. It was uh, it was fun to have him back on the show last week. And uh, I'm going to skip over me and go to uh, Special K himself, Colossal, the man, instructor. What's going on, buddy? Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. It's good to be with you guys as always. Uh, you know, you, you can't beat Fast Cart when you go after him. You just got to sit there, rest, relax, and pray. <laughs> <laughs> good to see all of you guys. That is funny. Oh wow, shipwreck! Oh my God, thank you for the two month sub, kicking us off really thank good. You. Thank you so thank you, much for that. And nine seven Walt Watts, I was here earlier setting up, and I heard this go off, and uh, I know that you followed. So if you're here, thank you for the follow. And also Lord Dream, Lord Dream, you know I've been looking for you. I appreciate you following us as well. Lady Space Patrol, thank you for the follows. Great to see you. Thank you for coming by tonight. Uh, and last but not least, we're going to introduce um, our special guest who isn't here yet. <laughs> and, and that's uh, STL Youngblood. We have his logo here. Uh, let me let me explain to you guys what's going on. Uh, STL, uh, we do our show, even though many of us live in different time zones. I'm central, uh, but STL thought that we were going by central time and we go by eastern time when we publish. And so... He had a commitment that he had to be at, but he is he was in contact with us both yesterday and today and said, hey, I'll be there. I've just got to finish up this family thing I'm doing. So we're going to look for him in a little bit. Simp reporting for Boo T. Interesting. Uh, interesting name. Thank you for the follow. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> um, but uh, STL is going to be here in a bit. So when he gets here, he's going to drop in and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see him and everything else. So we are going to get into this show, though, with, with, and, and start talking about some stuff. And uh, he'll join us when he comes, like I said. Um, let's see. You didn't introduce yourself. I did. I opened up with I'm Griffin Gaming. At least I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. I, I may oh, not have. I, I don't know if I did or not. But what okay, Griffin Gaming. Griffin Gaming RPG. <laughs> Phenomenal. I'm the Cherish. I'm the wizard behind the curtain who's doing all the you yeah, know yeah, stuff yeah. like that. That's and, that's and all. Don't I forget, and don't forget his his other name. He's also known by, by Griff Windu. Oh God, yeah, Griff Windu. Yeah, I, a, a new name already. <laughs> well, listen, guys, it's it's good to see everybody here today. Uh, Ibra, Citizen, good to see you as well, 07s. All right, uh, listen, I, you might be wondering what this topic is about. Now, unless you're an old guy like me in Fast Cart that has gray in your hair and your beard, uh, you may not know what this title is all about. 
but the title is No Deposit, No Return. And if you can look at the graphic a little bit, you'll see that there is a bottle with a ship in it. Everybody who's familiar with the ship in the bottle, that's one of my favorite ships. It's a constellation that's in there. Um, but let me give you guys some background if you don't know what that means. No Deposit, No Return was a phrase that was used many, many years ago. I don't think, I mean, it's, in the United States, it's been used in different places. Uh, I know in the South, it was very popular. In the North, it was to a certain degree. Uh, but I remember that term, Lavang fan. Thank you for the follow. Appreciate you stopping you. in. Um, what that statement was, was it would be emboldened into a glass bottle. It might be a soda pop bottle. I'll, I'll call it soda for you guys in the South. Uh, or, or pop, whichever one you want to go by. Uh, sometimes it or was even coke. Or, or coke. Well, yeah, but yeah, I, I was saying it was on glass in particular. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was something that when you got a drink, you would buy it. And let's say the drink cost. Uh, I'm just give you a number off the top of my head. Let's say it was a dollar and a quarter. Well, a quarter of that was gone toward the uh, the bottle or whatever. Anyway, to make a long story short, you drink the pop, and then you would come back, and you when you brought the bottle back. They would give you 25 cents back. It was that's what it meant. But if you had a bottle that said no deposit, no return, that meant that you brought the bottle back. They weren't going to give you any money for it. Okay. So and mm -hmm. and, and and there's still cans like um, aluminum cans still have that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could do it with aluminum, and it was like an early version of recycling. You know that they basically wanted those bottles back. They could use them again. Blah 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 blah. So we decided to use this as an idea or a topic. Because coming after IAE and also kind of where we are with Star Citizen, we wanted to talk about this whole thing of what happens with people spending money in, in Star Citizen in the sense of purchasing items and ships. Uh, we want to talk about the aspect of people uh, melting, people who will melt ships. You know, they'll buy something, then they come back and say, I'm going to melt it for credit, right? And then, of course, there are the people who um, have credit sitting around for a long time. Some people actually buy. Uh, credit. They pay 25 bucks or 50 to get that little card and they build it up over time so that eventually when there's a sale or something that they really want, usually something like IAE, the anniversary sale, they will go, boom, I'm getting, this is the time for me to buy. So we want to talk about not just the mechanics of spending money, but we want to talk about why are people spending money? Now, this has been kind of a really, we've all three of us, Fast Car, Colossal, myself, have been having this conversation about What's going on that after all these years and after all this taking place with Star Citizen, not only are they making money, they're making even more money. There is more revenue coming in. And not that, not that I'm saying that's a bad thing. I'm just kind of curious as to what's motivating it. So we kind of want to hear from you guys in chat as well, as well as our panel today, about what do you think is making this happen? There's new money that's coming in, right, guys? Because we saw that, right? And then there's those of us who've been around for a while who are maybe recirculating money, right? We're bringing those pop bottles back and getting our change and saying, what else can I buy? Uh, and then there's still some of us who've been around for a long time and we are actually still spending money. So let's see what happens. Pickle skin. And I like what you said there. The slow drip of awareness through their cold molasses marketing. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And, and you know what? You're, you're mentioning something that might be the case. Is it about their marketing? Is it a really slick marketing campaign? Pramster says it's all rigged. It's rigged, right? Uh, you know, what is it that has made many of us say, I'm shutting up my wallet. I'm, not, I'm done. How many times have we said that, Colossal? I'm done. I'm through. That's it. And uh, next thing you know, boom. 
Right, you know, Azaraz says an addiction to buy. Is it just addictive? Is that part of the motivation? Uh, and and, and D- Dublin Magpie says because it's picking up momentum and it's closer to a finished product. Maybe people are who were hesitant before are now like seeing that. Wow, there's it's not just this you know JPEG thing or yeah, there's some stuff here that looks pretty cool, and now they're willing to uh, to spend it in there. So. Uh, Ops Chief said he said it three times during the sale that he was done. <laughs> okay, so let me let me jump to Fastcart and uh, Fastcart. Give me your thoughts about. Well, you know what? Before you, let me ask you this. First of all, are you in a space where now you're content, or are you still tempted from time to time, or are you just holding out for something in particular? Do you fall into any of those categories right now with Star Citizen? Because you've been following it for quite a while. So first of all, I just want to say, more money, more money, more money, <laughs> before we start off. Um, I had to get, get, get out the, the Wayne Brothers reference. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I'm, I'm in a space where I, I'm content with my fleet. I said my last ship that I, I bought, I bought the three-pack for the Ranger, the motorcycle, the Tumble Ranger. Mm-hmm. That was like 2019, early 2019. And I said, okay, that's it. I'm not going to buy anything else. And then the Nomad came out. And I bought a, I bought, I didn't, I didn't buy a Nomad outright. I bought the CCU to change a my Titan to a Nomad because I, I could change it from six month insurance to lifetime insurance. But I didn't know at the time. I, I bought, I bought two CCUs because they both had lifetime insurance. But I, I think that if you, if you apply another CCU on top of the um, Nomad, you will lose the lifetime insurance. Because when I look at my my nomad is, at the moment it still says six months and lifetime so i think it'll overwrite the lifetime if if, if i if i up again but uh, yeah right now I'm, I'm satisfied with my fleet i don't see i mean i'm saying this now but i'll, I'll probably eat my words in, 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 in a few months but i don't see myself getting, getting anything else in, in the future okay so you're pretty content you even when these big sales come up there's really no big temptation per se for you to you don't go back and start thinking about you know i could have buy or are you pretty much like you you know you're past that you're 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 pretty secure which one my last temptation was the, the privateer the cracking privateer until i thought about it <laughs> <laughs> okay your, your curiosity went out the window okay i get it yeah i was like Okay, oh, that's simple because I have, I have a merchant man, so like this the upgrade to the merchant man, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the bazaar and everything, sell everything. So I'm like, okay, so how much is it? $2,000? I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine. Okay. Thank you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Colossal, let me, uh, let me go to you. Where are you at in the spectrum of all this stuff when it comes to ship buying, purchasing, melting, all that good stuff? Well, after six years, I'm finally done. <laughs> I mean, I've been planning. <laughs> I've been planning my fleet for a long, 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 long time. Okay. And um, and I finally, uh, you know, uh, I think last year was the year when I was like probably ninety percent done. And I was like, I just need one more ship. And I was talking to Griff about it for uh, for over a year plus. I was like, I just need that Pioneer. If that Pioneer can come back on sale, and it did. And it did. And. I'm not even going to tell you the the sob story of the first 
go around. Yeah, go ahead and tell them. I think we said that a couple of a couple of weeks ago when I was patiently waiting for the what time was the slot? The set was at the eleven o'clock slot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was I believe right noon. Yep. Yeah, it was eleven o'clock Eastern. The wave first uh, wave. I think it was like eight o'clock first wave, right? So mm-hmm. I'm sitting there patiently waiting. You know, I get, go ahead and put everybody on mute in Discord because I, I, I need to get my motion going, right? So I got to put everybody on mute so I can make sure I got it. My, got my head and my juices going. And I'm ready to go, and the whole entire server crash. Everything crashes. Right. Everything. Everything. CIG. And not only and not only crashed for like ten to fifteen minutes. Four hundred. Yeah. It only crashed for ten to fifteen minutes. But for me, it was about like forty six, forty three minutes. That was for me. That was for me. Mm. I don't know how long technically they were down, but by the time I got back on, or at least it got back on for me, the first wave was gone. It was sold out. It was sold out. So of course I had to wait several hours until the uh, the second wave, and I finally got it in the second wave. Uh, I was really really happy. I said I was going to only spend twenty five cents, and um, and I and I'm going to hold on to that. I only spent twenty five cents. Okay. But uh, yeah. but <laughs> but to go back into your your question, um, in terms of you know money spent and things like that, and I, I think, um. In all seriousness, when we start looking at spending money, I look at it as because I, I this isn't the first you know crowdfunded game that I supported. You know, I supported crowdfunding games that need not be mentioned that failed. Right. Let me cut you off real quick, Colossal, right. before I forget. Muhorns, thank you for the follow. Director Gunder, thank you for the subscription with Prime, and Azares, thank you for the two month subscription with Prime. You guys are awesome, 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 awesome. Okay, go ahead, go, go ahead, Colossal. I'm sorry. You know, I purchased some that, that failed, and I put in as much as like 200 at the start and things like that. So when Star Citizen came around the corner, corner, I was a lot slower to jump into it. But when I saw Chris Roberts' name in it, you know, I was like, okay, this is something that I want to follow because, you know, I was a huge Wing Commander fan, right? And um, so as we, here we are in 2020, and we're still putting money, I'm still putting money in the game. And I don't see it as just, you know, I'm, I'm just purchasing something. I see it as an investment in a game that I've been looking for for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I mean, if you see it as uh, some people are like, well, how are you spending that much money? Well, ask that of somebody who just spent season tickets and been a season ticket fan for 20, 30 years <laughs> for the Dallas Cowboys or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, hey, Buccaneers, or Atlanta Falcons or, about, you know, things like that. You know, I see it like that. It, you know, if you if you're privileged and I thank God every time because we've been there when you didn't have any money mm-hmm. uh, and I'm very frugal. <laughs> so I save and save and save, but to get to the long story, um, hang uh, on before, can, story. I, can I cut you off real quick? That yeah, is absolutely. something that was something different that you did that I didn't realize that you actually saved. I mean, not that you couldn't spend the money, but you literally were looking forward to IAE and, and literally you said, I've been over the year putting this money to, to the side. That, it, it wasn't like a spontaneous, you know, just out of the, you know, you just decided, hey, I'm going to spend money. You kind of planned this out ahead of time, right? If I'm remembering correctly. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I put two grand to the side this year. Mm-hmm. I put two grand to the side because I knew exactly what I wanted and I made sure that I structured my income the way so I can go ahead and get that. Um, but you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, in, I'm putting in for the investment of the game so the game could be successful. I want the game that Chris Roberts is, is promising us the best damn space game there is. And, um, and I think most people are doing exactly that. Okay. Pascal, were you going to say something? I thought, I thought they said for a second, you were going to say something. Be, yeah. I, I was thinking like in, in 20, 
fifteen. I, I saw that I was close to concierge. So before the October sale, like in November, I put in some money to get some um some store credit from um from CIG because I knew that I was go I was gonna get um concierge a big frequent one k during the sale. So I just went ahead and put in the money, got my concierge. Then when the sale the sale started, I was ready. So yeah, okay, I was similar. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to throw my two cents in and I'm going to pre present my next question to you guys. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of that person who uh, throughout the year, I, I'm looking for certain careers at this point. When stuff goes on sale, it, it, whatever the latest new ship is, isn't it. For me, it's whether or not it's a career that I think I would be interested in. And most of the ships that I own, other than one, has to do with... Um, my options in the game for lack of a way of putting it uh i i do want to be able to change up for example if i'm doing something for a little bit of time or just for the next day i don't feel like doing that anymore i want to do something else so i've kind of given myself options in the sense of that as far as spending goes it's been over a for me seven year period i guess i started in 2014 so 2013 14 so it's been almost it's been a seven year period for me with the spending um and, and it has been, I've tried to do my best to temper it around support. I've tried my best to, but I will tell you, those, someone mentioned it earlier, the marketing gets to me. It really does get to me. Um, I think I shared with you all my reaction. What were you gonna say, Fastcart? Well, I have a quick question. When you say marketing, how do you define marketing as, as, as it relates to CRG? Because as, right. as, as far as I know, it's like word of mouth. Yeah, the 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 marketing I'm referring to is the way they present stuff in their commercials, right? Um, and I'm not saying every commercial grabs me because if, if it's something I don't want to do, like when I saw the privateer, I thought it was a cool commercial, but I had no you know desire to buy the ship, right? It didn't even make a difference what the price was. I just didn't have any desire to buy the ship. It's not my thing. On the other hand, when I saw the 600i, I didn't care what the ship did. I didn't care what was inside of it. I did. <laughs> All I knew was I want that ship. Now, that was the only ship I bought that way. I, there was no other ship that I bought just based on just my initial thing. Everything else was a matter of me looking at it. Is it something I really, really like? Don't start with me, Colossal. So <laughs> that was the one. Agent, you know I'm on it, bro. You know I'm on it, Agent. Don't even mention it because you know that's what I'm going to be keeping my eye on. Okay. So anyway, uh, that's what I mean by their marketing. They have very slick marketing. Um, and, and I, and, and my, my, my question I was going to present to you guys is, is does that marketing marketing make people vulnerable? And I don't mean this in a negative way. I'm just saying, you know, we get past these sales and people usually say, I'm done. I'm through, I'm closing my wallet. And then this slick commercial comes out and people go nuts. I mean, I mean, not to be funny, but what was that? The, the, what was the ship? The, um, the new one that came out, the Nomad. They opened up IAE with that Nomad commercial and people went out and spent money on a starter ship. You know, these are people who already have starter with ships. With LTI. Yeah, with LTI. But I mean, don't get me wrong. Usually when that happens, it's about tokens. But I heard, I didn't hear people talking token. I heard people talking, ooh, I can use it for this. I can do this. It's got this cool flatbed in the back, blah, 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 blah. You know, is, the, is it the marketing? I mean, is it that it's just slick? And yeah, you had that Mustang or that Aurora and you just wanted to upgrade or you had that Titan you want to upgrade or, or it, uh, you know, what is the deal with that? That people are still wanting to spend money like that. Uh, it's all of the above. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's all of the above. If you are a 
pro, if you are a pro at what CIG does when it comes to this marketing, and I'm talking about the Star Citizens, right? Mm-hmm. Those of us fans who sit there and, and, and follow a year in and year out, and you want that fleet, or you want that ship that you have that you purchased several years ago that has a six month insurance, <laughs> you know, or things like that. It's all about strategy. And uh, and that's also implemented in this. So if you honestly look at it, let's put it all into perspective. Uh, I mean, CIG has one of the best marketings I've seen in a long time. Because it's not just as simple as why isn't this ship here? What's what's wrong with the PR? If you look at, which we are, if you look at the data that they have throughout the years, 2014, 2015, 2016, and you look at the ships that everybody's still waiting on that somehow comes out of nowhere or a new ship comes out of nowhere where the old ship gets pushed back and then the increase happens for that year. I'm just saying. Mm. If you look at the data, I think their marketing is one of the best marketing strategies I've seen. Okay. And okay. if you look at it holistically, mm-hmm. holistically, mm-hmm. and we'll talk more about that later. Okay. Just a quick announcement, guys, just before you go in fast car, just a quick announcement, guys. STL, if those of you came a little bit late, STL's coming to the show. He got hung up with something that he had to do, but he will be here in a bit. He said he tried to be here at the top of the hour, so just want to let you know there's no false advertising here. Hopefully, yeah. we're looking for him to show up right around the top of the hour, so that's why we're kind of having our, our we're still starting the conversation anyway, but just so you know, we are looking for him to come. Go ahead, fast car. What were you going to say? See, that, that's why I ask for a clarification of what, what you mean by my marketing. When I see the ship commercials and stuff like that, I just see that as, as advertising, as, 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 as like in-game advertisement, you know, in-law advertisement. I always see it as, um, as marketing, but it, it is a cool demonstration of what they're capable of and what the game is capable of. So mm-hmm. that respect, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, I prefer more commercials like the, the Bishop Beach or the Squadron 42 trailer that came out in 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. and stuff, stuff like that. But, 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 so, so for me, that stuff, it doesn't encourage me to buy ships, it encourages me to have faith in the game and like and, and want to play the game more, mm-hmm. other than to buy specific ships. But, you know, i I never seen never seen a commercial that maybe say like, oh, I want, I want that ship, because I was like, oh, that's interesting, for, at, at least for me. I, I know not everybody's like that. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't like someone else was saying it and and Twitch chat. It's like videos like STL Youngblood. Should you buy um um that 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 that, that type? Even though it's not directly marketing from CIG, it's it's kind of marketing because it's, it's word of mouth and stuff like that. That's what give me interest in and in, in buying mm-hmm. specific except. But as far as the Nomad specifically, I had a Titan that had what eight SCU. And the Nomad had, had 20 or 24, mm-hmm. so that, 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 that was a no-brainer for me. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Let's take a look at some, some uh, data data here. Uh, let's see if I can get the right one up. Okay, this is where we are currently uh, with the game. Uh, this was taken just a couple hours ago. Um, our funding is now at $335,946,542. Which is a lot, a lot of money. Mad Style, thank you for the two-month prime. We appreciate that. Thank you, Mad Style. Good to see you again. Um, and we're we're almost at the point of what they have is two two, two million, uh, two point nine million, 
star citizens now we know that those aren't necessarily all ship owners so it could be people, people who just came to the website and signed up and locked their name in uh even if it's half that number if it's a third of that number it's it would still equal out to almost a million people who have found uh star citizen and invested in it in some way with their dollars um this 335 million uh question is this a lot of money uh now, 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 mind you, I'm, I'm speaking in a serious tense. I'm saying, is this a lot of money for what this project is? A project that's developing two AAA games, one of which will be a universe that extends beyond just, you know, its initial launch. Hopefully it will last for years. Um, and, 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 will, and will revenue have to continue to come in in order to support it? Um, I'm gonna, because my next question is a little bit loaded question around this amount of money. So any thoughts on that? It's enough money. I mean, if it was like something like uh, Grand Theft Auto or something like Cyberpunk, it'd be enough money. Um, but I mean, I mean, when you when you first started, like, oh, thank you for the subscription, agent. Um, Three months on top of started, it. Thank you. <laughs> when it first started, they they were like going for ten million. So yeah, I mean. It's, it's enough money. It might not be to the scope and scale as what, it, what it intends to be now, but you know, back in 2014, this was uh, like 100 million running money. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you think that 335 million is enough for two AAA games and one of them, which hopefully will go on in perpetuity? Well, the thing is, it's you say two AAA games, but they're mostly. I, I see it as one, as, one, as one universe, and they both stand the same technology. So yes, they are two separate games, but it's not like one is b b being, being uh, made for, how can I say this? I mean, it, 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 it has everything, FPS, space combat, and ground and combat, and stuff like that. If it's just one or the other and more specialized, then yes, um, it, it, it probably would be too much money, but if you incorporate it all into, into one game, mm -hmm. it, 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 it seems like it, 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 it'll use up all the money that they currently have in order to make the game. But like I said, the same, the same, the same technology, it's on the same platform. If it was like one for PS4 or a PS5 and one for Xbox and one for a PC, maybe it'll be different. But they're all for the same platform and they all share in the same universe and, and all same similar code. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Dublin, I saw your post that you posted there and you mentioned that Cyberpunk was 500 million. If that's the case, I don't know. I've never seen numbers for Cyberpunk. So, uh, if those numbers are right, that's a, that's a pretty ripe number, a half billion oh, dollars. Mean, I, I, I wasn't trying to say like um, any specific game. Of, no, 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 no. This was this wasn't in relation to what you were saying. I'm just commenting because Dublin posted it in there. I didn't know Cyberpunk ran mm -hmm. that much, and if it is that much, that's pretty interesting. Azraz asks asks a question here. He says, "Do you guys think that it the it be insensitive to finish the game quick on behalf of CIG's part, considering that the ship revenues are so high?" And I guess what he's saying is, do you think that they should put more, get the, get the game done fast and just worry about getting incentive. that done? No. Oh, is it incentive? Oh, I'm sorry. Insensitive. I'm sorry. Do you guys think that the incentive to finish the game, I'm sorry, Azraz, forgive the old man's getting blind. Do you think that the incentive to finish the game quick on behalf of CIG's part, considering that the ship revenues are so high? No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't go, think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead and elaborate, Colossal. 
Because we've talked about this a little I mean, bit. Well, that's what I was. That's, that's what I was asking. Uh, you know, um, as well as to elaborate a little bit more on that. But um, I mean, do you think that is incentive to finish the game quick on behalf of CIG's part? Um, I mean, everything's an incentive. But if you want to get the game done right, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think they're old especially when they don't have a major developer or whatever publisher. funds coming to a publisher, mm-hmm. like an EA. Mm-hmm. They don't have that, and they don't want that because you might get games that need not be mentioned, <laughs> you know, um, well, six, and, 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 you know, and other, and other games that have come, <laughs> that have come out and, and just sell you a whole bill of goods and don't deliver. So, and plus, you know, you just, for them to do and earn or get the pledges is what they call it uh as much as they have right now without any major publisher in there is quite jaw-dropping in itself Mm. and remember they haven't spent 10 years yet Mm. it hasn't spent 10 years and they're developing a program from the bottom up brand spanking new so you have to realize that um yes all these uh, are incentives but as far as should they release it quickly because they are getting incentives no mm-hmm. they have plenty they have enough time to make sure that they put a game out that is completely different than everybody else completely different than everybody else you know um i love some other games out there like ed and things like that but you get some people out there that's sitting there running around talking about, well, these are some ships look like ED, and I made uh, the comment, uh, well, at least we can fly, at least we can walk around those ships that look like ED or things <laughs> like that and so forth. And it's no disrespect to ED. It's no disrespect to ED. But we're doing things in this game right now, which is playable, by the way. You mm-hmm. still can play it. You can play it. Those people trying to say that the game is a scam and stuff. You go. You can you subscribe and go into play it, and you have to subscribe. Sometimes they give what free fly week or things like that, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And the fact is that this game is so far ahead of games that are out right now, even games that are finished. You can only imagine what it's going to be like when his vision is f- completely fulfilled. So yes, it's an incentive. I don't think a vision will ever be fulfilled. It may not. <laughs> That's uh, why you got the DLCs, right? <laughs> but, but even with that being the case, uh, you want to put out a game that everybody's going to be like, everybody go get this game instead of be like, it's been, you've been spent this long to give me this and I can't press this button. I can't even open the door. You know, mm. you know, just... Okay. It's, it's, it's promising to see that they have this without a publisher. And I just want to say, it, 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 a lot of people, uh, people who are outside the community, people who are like looking from this out, the, uh, like the outside looking in, a lot of people say this, uh, uh, like um, what Azra said, there's no, there no incentive to finish if it brings in millions. And uh, like that, 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 that's the fear that, you know, uh, the doubt that uh, the people ha- 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 tend to have. Like, why, what is the incentive to finish the game if every time they bring out a, sh- a new ship, it makes them m- millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a-, a lot of this stuff is just to, to fill in the lore, fill in the universe, and and make Fighting 42 a, a better game, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Okay, that's a good point. I saw the question Mad Style you asked, he says, is that, talking about uh, Cyberpunk, is that 500 million correct? 
several millions or uh, guesstimating 170 to 220. What it could be mad style, what it could be is that usually when we see numbers like that, it also includes marketing costs and marketing costs usually exceed the game costs. So with marketing and the development, it could very easily be 500 million with no, no question about it. Cyberpunk, as you guys know, has really been hyped. And um, it, I wouldn't be surprised if, if with marketing, that that would be their number. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, Chris, see. Chris, Chris Roberts, the one fan, I think it was 2014, 2015. He said, whenever, whatever budget a game has, two thirds of that goes into marketing mm -hmm. and one third goes to the actual development of the, of the game. So if you see uh, 360 million, only if we were like a, a, a normal development um, process for, for a game, only 120 of that element and you know the other just for the commercials, uh, trailers, everything else. Wow. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, interesting with these numbers. Let's let's take a look at another chart here that we've got uh, for you guys to look at. You guys, some may recognize this. This was the uh, numbers for, uh, let's see, November. Um, CIG, as you guys already know, most of you know, CIG, we, we, we thought that they made a lot of money back in May with Invictus, where they hit 15 million oh, they did. within that one month. And come to find out, we thought, wow, that was probably going to be the peak for the year. IAE comes along and exceeds that number uh, with, with over 16 million. Um, and I think the number is even higher than that. They, they've made a lot of money on IAE. Um, and so, um, you know, this is for the, for the month, what they made of November. Um, here's my question to the panel again and to you in chat. Um, can this be sustained? And what I mean by that is I'm not saying that each month it gets bigger. I'm just saying is this type of response going to continue on things such as like an Invictus or an IAE? Uh, I'm not saying it has to be 16 million, maybe it's 12 million, whatever. I mean, are, are, as the game progresses and as people see that the game is progressing, do you think that this will continue to happen? Or do you think that we're gonna reach a certain point and we're gonna go from 16 to 12 to eight to seven to six? Um, when it comes down to these annual events like Invictus or like IAE, whichever one of you guys got some two cents on that, feel free to jump in. You want to go first or you want me? I, I can go first on this. I mean, if they do what, you know, you know me, I'm, I try to be a conspiracy theorist, but, but it seems like that, um, I mean, if they go in Colossal's 101 book of, you know, um, of, of increasing your profits, uh, I mean, you would, it seems like it can be sustained if they're able to pull some gimmicks or gag or, or, or some type of tricks like, oh, the ship was supposed to be out this time and it's not going to, we, we don't know when it's going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, the ship, you know, several ships come out and then another ship comes out and you still got that big ticket item waiting in the mm. wings that people are still purchasing but still haven't seen yet, right? Or you got a concept, I'll give you a good example, the Merchantman, the Endeavor, you know, and things mm -hmm. like that. So as long as you keep these types of ships that are out there, mm -hmm. right, and you still give them the opportunity to be sold at, 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 at the expense of, uh, or at the um, addition of bringing in newer ships, um, you, yes, you could, 
exceed this at least by from what is looking like between a million to two million per year. Mm. That's what it seems. Like. I just want to say real quick, Klaus, you're just twisting a knife in me. You just say BMM, uh, yeah. Endeavor, uh, mm -hmm. keep going. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just so yeah, it can be sustained. Um, it seems like there is a pattern at doing that. I don't know if that's what they're, you know, if that's if that's intentional, but it, it can be sustained. Now, when and that's just yearly. So when it comes to when the game comes out, we'll talk that that those numbers later on. Okay, but you're you're pretty much figured as long as we're in this development stage, that it could let's let's assume for the next three years that we could probably see that same type of at events that type of response as long as there's progress being made. Is that what you're saying? And as well sure. as there's still that thing that's dangling out there that people may want to purchase. Yeah, and by the way, this was made with an economy that has gone into the tanks and most worldwide economy. Yeah, yeah, and true. You still went up. <laughs> so imagine when there's a recovery, when the economy does economy both worldwide. Um, yeah, it, you you could maintain this if not surpass it. Okay. I mean, and just to build on that, I think COVID, uh, 2020 in general, uh, a, a, a lot of that had contributed to how much, to why CIG made so much money this year. As far as being sustainable, uh, I think we'll see numbers close to this. If not just as much, it'll be like, uh, uh, maybe one, uh, a few million less, but I don't think, or, or, or more, but I don't think it's going to start like dropping drastically. Like, mm -hmm. this, like, like you said, this whole progress, uh, at, at least for the next two years. I don't know about three years. Hopefully by three years, the game, the the game will be out and have a di different m m model model by the end. But um, at least for the next two years, I, I don't see it changing. Okay. Uh, let me throw another question at you guys. I don't. I'm not throwing rocks at the person who made this post, but a lot of you guys know that there was a post that went out on Spectrum just prior to IAE, where there was someone who posted and said. Um, you know, I've decided that I'm not going to make any more purchases on the game. Uh, and they explained their, their reason and rationale for why they were doing it. They were saying that they felt that CIG has not completely delivered in the way that they should. Um, and that maybe if we hold back dollars, if we decide not to continue to support and buy, that this may be something that will get them to say, Hey, <clears throat> listen, we got to go ahead and get this thing done. Um, not that there's a revolt going on, but that, you know, we're seeing some folks that ain't happy. And yeah, we're our, and the, the attitude is that hit them in their pockets, right? Hit them in the wallet. Um, and, and if the wallet starts to stagger a little bit, that might put some fuel or fire, I guess, under the process. Uh, but in the, and don't get me wrong, this person was not trying to start a revolution on, on Spectrum. They were just expressing how they were feeling. But what we did see was that people spent more money, that people did buy. Um, and that's not because people saw that post or not. Um, what do you think? I mean, I do understand the hit them in their wallets, but I'm thinking about what Colossal said earlier about we will be the first ones to also say if something comes out too soon, we will be totally disappointed. Yeah, we will. You know, um, it, there's this tight wire. You know what I mean? We want the game, but we also want the game right. Um, Fast Card, I know you're going to say something. What were, what were you thinking? Oh, Citizen Connection said, Klaus and I are on his line. Oh, I'm sorry, but guys. I say, but I just want to say, like, this Good happened term, with yeah. Eve Online uh, 10 years ago. They had the whole greed is better, greed is good, 
the whole um, selling a monocle, monocle gate for $70. And, and, you know, people left the game and that hit them in their wallet. And you know what? They, they changed their policies on a lot of stuff. But uh, that was something like, you know, CCP, they did some ridiculous stuff. They were selling in-game in-game merchandise for more cost than their real-life t-shirt costs and stuff like that. So they were they were just doing <laughs> stuff that's out of bounds, and the community said, "No, this is not cool," and 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 they, and they hate for it. So if CID ever did something <laughs> like this, or did something like that, yes, the community will tell them this is not cool, and you know they'll pay for it. But we ha I don't think we reached that point. Okay. Uh, Bladestone says we want the game right, but with over 500 employees, what's taking so long? Why isn't there more progress? That's his thought process. Um, can, I, can I take this one? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, it's it's like saying if you had nine pregnant women, why can't they produce a baby in one month? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Simple that's, as that. That's that's one way to look at it. The number of uh, of employees does help and making the, uh, the game development more efficient, but it just it doesn't mean like okay, if you have one thousand employees, they can make, make the game in half the time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that yeah. way. I think, and to Gladstone's point, I mean, this is a question that comes up quite often, and it's an understandable question when people ask it. Um, here's some, here's a quick breakdown of what I would say. Here's some things to consider. We know that CIG has over 500 employees, actually near 600 employees that are working for them, working out of five studios, working, you know, globally, right? They're working 24-hour periods. Of course, they get days off, but they are working. There's always a studio, basically, that's always working. Out of those studios, there are multiple teams. All of those studios, take all five of those teams. I forget how many teams they said there were. It's like 50, te 50 plus, teams, yeah. 50 or 60 teams. Those teams sometimes vary from anywhere from four people to eight people who are working on something in particular. So you may have four people who are just working on theaters of war. That might be it. Maybe six people who are working on theaters of war. There aren't 40 people working on theaters of war. You have everything from engineers to artists. You have uh, quality control people. There are all these different levels of folks. There's there's zillions of positions and and, and producers. Um, and my and my point is is that if you divide those fifty teams up and say there's ten people per, or three maybe in some and eight in some other ones, that is just the standard way a studio operates. And they're getting ready to open a sixth studio now in Quebec in Canada, right? So there's going to be another studio that's going to be operating. And that studio is specifically designed to be working on the systems, the star systems that we're going to be doing. Now, don't forget the first few years. And I know this always sounds like an excuse, but it's the reality. The first two or three years that they were working, they were building the company. They were also working on the tools and mechanics. They were working through CryEngine. They were making a translation for that ultimately to the Lumberyard in 2016. Now, Admittedly, Chris Roberts threw out some stuff there. We're going to see Squadron 42 in 2015. We're going to see Squadron 42 in 2016. Many of you who were around back in the day remember when there were many companies that were subcontracted that were working under CIG. And only one of them was kept, if I'm not mistaken, and that was Turbulent. All the other ones were let go of, and CIG said, listen, we're going to do everything in-house. There's been a lot of faux pas, some things where they messed up. But then there's also been a lot of progress in what they've done. And I and Colossal, you said it earlier, building a company from the ground up is no small task. And we're talking about over the announcement was in 2012. 
So let's just say that was ended in November, December of that year. Let's just say January 2013 till now, seven years. And for any of you guys know anything about AAA games, seven years is about mediocre for when a game is in release. Usually it's anywhere from seven to 10 years. So we're actually on time for lack of a better term. I know it's painful to think of it that way, but not to be funny, what was the game somebody said? I think um, director Gunner dropped No Man's Sky in the, in the box earlier. Oh, no Man's Sky, No Man's Sky started in 2010. Big one, and came out gun. and came out in 2016, six years later, and you saw what happened with that, and that was with the big money of Sony behind them, and it, and they're still working on it. Elite Dangerous started out in 2011, 2012 too. They are still working on it, and and you know there are a lot of people who went into Elite, played it, they enjoyed it for a while, but it didn't deliver all the things that they wanted from a space game, and they left it. They put out a patch. They come back. Next spring, Odyssey is coming out. Their next patch. Their next patch, if you all saw it, you all saw the dev, dev video, it looks like some other game that we know. <laughs> They're trying to add to it. And, there's, and they haven't implemented it. Well, I'm just saying, you, you, they're, 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 they're trying to get that going right now. And that's not going until next spring. And even when it comes out next spring, it's, you know, maybe we can walk around. Maybe we can jetpack around. They have no cities. They have no places to go yet uh they have to put stations in so their time clock is no different than ours other than their stuff being dropped in little by little by little and i'm not throwing rocks at these games i'm just saying look at the comparisons of other comparable games and the question is is cig taking too long and i know i always throw this question out there in the statement i say if if this wasn't transparent if we didn't know about it if it was all behind the scenes Half these conversations we're having, we wouldn't be having. We'd, 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 be, have we'd be playing No Man's Sky. That's what we'd be playing right now. <laughs> or Dual Universe. <laughs> or something oh, along okay, those lines. Say, maybe not No Man's Sky. <laughs> By the way, um, Scrap often said that um, I, I, my, my volume is still low compared to, compared to Colossal. But okay, really? I just boosted okay. you like big time. I just, oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, no, Colossal, you're fine. It's oh, I've, oh. I've got you at 200 uh, okay. fast cards. So let me see if I can boost you a little more. I didn't, and while he's doing that, I, I, I didn't have any, any say in this part of the conversation, but I just want to, with all due respect to the gentleman that put that out, that's fine. If you want to do that, go for it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, go for it. It's okay. Yeah, it's it is. okay. But to if, if anybody's going to encourage other people not to do it because you did it, I think that's highly disingenuous. Mm -hmm. And um I, I what is that going to solve at this state in the game what is that going to solve in a developmental process mm. absolutely nothing <laughs> it's gonna solve nothing okay so you know with, with all due respect if you want to go ahead and, and 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 not 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 um uh pledge or if you're not going to go ahead and support the development of the game because that's what we're doing Okay, the development of the game, then pull your money, use it for something else that you want to go ahead and do more power to you. Mm -hmm. You go ahead and do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, it's just that we, here we are in year seven. It usually takes 10 years when you're developing something from scratch. Um, there are a lot of things I'm going to tell you right now. There are a lot of things that are coming down the pipe that that are quite wonderful yeah don't say <laughs> more than you need to don't say more than you need to <laughs> quite amazing uh you know i can i can see what they're trying to do mm -hmm. so you know for those of you that are still interested in the game that do uh, that that do pledge for its development because that's what we're all doing mm -hmm. 
um, then it's, 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 it, it could be a well worth investment. Yeah. You want to pull out? Let's go ahead. But don't don't encourage other people to start supporting other people because you may have a, a, a disinterest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've you been know, that's one thing I don't I don't like for people to do. Mm hmm. Let me say something real quick. Like, there are other sci-fi space games out there now. In 2012, that wasn't the case. It was like Elite Dangerous and Star Citizen, and it was like nothing else. So I gotta say, gotta give CR and uh, some some other companies props for um, making space games popular again. I tried to find a space game on on my Android device, and I'm like, they're all cookie cutter. It's like. They're diamond dozen now on 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 the, on the Android store, and like none of them had quite the quality and what and what I'm expecting. So, but um, your model may vary. Maybe you'll find something out there on a PC or um, on Android or some other platform that suits your purpose. And then whenever um, like you can take a break from Star Citizen and and play a different game and come back whenever whenever it actually goes live or when Fighting for the Two launches. Yeah, and I, and I do want to say this, and I know Gladstone was saying it's been a frustrating year, and that's true, Glade. I mean, we don't want you all to think that because we're grinning and being positive that we don't feel frustration. <laughs> you know, because everybody no, I'm, wants I'm still, I'm still to, waiting for this ship. You're talking yeah, about. <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody wants to see, first of all, the game succeed. Secondly, we want to play. We want to be able to get with our friends. We've been waiting a very, very, very long time for a game that we've never seen before. There's a lot of anticipation and a lot of desire to see the game happen. Uh, but I also know that you guys want the game to happen. I don't care where you stand. Everybody wants a game that's going to play well and be well. Yeah. And we want something. Listen, I played E for six years. Uh, I played Star Wars Galaxies for like three or four years. Uh, I want to have a game that honestly, I, when you say 10 years, I want to still be excited about Star Citizen. Now, for some people, like Fast Cart, Squadron 42 is his heart. He, that, for some people, that, that single-player game is what they've been anticipating and waiting <laughs> for. And, and I get the frustration on that one. I honestly do. I've said this before. People who are waiting on the single-player game, I get it, because that was the original pitch. But I knew, when they talked about making Star Citizen, the universe, that that was going to be a long haul. Just to give you an example, Colossal knows this. I upgraded and got a, a ship I never thought I would get. One of the reasons why I didn't want to get it was because, first of all, the cost. And the second factor was, I said, that sucker's so far down the road, I'm forget it. I ended up getting an Endeavor. And I know that the Endeavor is not going to happen anytime soon. There are other ships that I wanted. In fact, Colossal, what was the ship I had? A C2, right? And we know the C2 is right around the corner. I got rid of my C2 and mm. went to an A2, which ain't around the corner. And... I melted all my small ships that I had, which I had in my hand, and ended up getting the Endeavor, which I know ain't coming for forever. I've got an Orion. It ain't coming for forever. A Genesis. It ain't coming for forever. An Endeavor. It ain't coming for forever. You see what I'm saying? I've got plenty of ships that are way down the pipe somewhere, and that's my reality. I know that's what the deal is with those ships. But you know what else I found out? And we, we always joke around about this. <laughs> Thank you, Ops Chief. Oh, thank my you, God. Chief. Five sub gifts. Oh, my God. Thank you, Ops wow. Chief. Amazing. Yeah, we got to listen to James Brown five times, y'all, just so you'll know, because it's going to go off five Come times. On, what, what were you going to say? <laughs> I'm going to let James Brown go off one more time. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. But my point is, is that I, I go into it knowing that that's the case. Come on, James. Get it on up, James. <laughs> 
but I know that's get the case. Up. I've got to wait. Yeah, get on up. I know I've got to wait for it. Come on, Jam, one more time. Even with that, get on up and Glaze started saying, out of Stanton. I'm with you, Gladestone. I like that, Gladestone. I like I'm that. with you. <laughs> so, it's time to go. Yep. So, so, and so, so understand that I had ships that were in my hand that I could play with that I was more than willing to melt. And my point that I was going to say, and I know Fast Card knew where I was going, what I was going to say is that the good thing about those ships is that every time CIG comes out with their next ship, they've learned more and it's better than what's come out previously. So I'm looking forward to what the Endeavor is going to be. I'm looking forward to what the Orion is going to be. I'm looking forward to what the Genesis Starliner is going to be. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, where's my Genesis Starliner? But I'm actually saying, yeah, go and build them other ones and get all the quirks and bugs out. <laughs> so by the time y'all get to my exactly, ship, exactly. <laughs> my band new merchantman, you know, make sure that bad fellas together when it comes out, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, like I, as much as I complain about not having my, the Endeavor or not having the merchantman, I'm, I'm, I'm actually mostly okay with it because I know it'll be that much better when it, when it does come out. Because mm -hmm. I, I mean, especially Founding Fort in the hands of Founding 42 and... and Oh my I'm god. I better say this before STL Youngblood get here, but uh how much did the uh Endeavor go up and the uh Bandu go up this year? hundred. Um, okay. Alright, wait a minute. We gotta acknowledge uh, okay. these guys. Ops Chief gave okay. five subs. Mad Style is hitting us with another five subs. Thank you guys so so much. You guys were wow, able you guys, guys made it you made it so that we could give away three nomads last week. So thank you guys so much. Every dime that comes in, we turn right back around the ships and give them to you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that commitment to uh, to us and supporting us. Yeah. Oh, definitely said it went two went up two hundred. It, it, it started at two fifty, but now it's four fifty. But it was uh -huh. three fifty. So that's what I meant by by one hundred. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. You should have got that ship. Yeah. Uh, STL's gonna tell you different. Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing that I was gonna tell you, and I had a conversation with Colossal and my crew when I was thinking about the Endeavor, and the conversation that I had was was I want to get a Nautilus and I want to get a C2 because I had a C2 and I wanted it back, and I said, but I'm really thinking about the Endeavor, and they said, well, you know what, Griff, get your Endeavor, hold on to it, and if you want to melt it, melt it. And then get the other two, but at least you would have locked in the Endeavor at the price because everybody is saying this, guys, and I'm sure you've heard this, the Endeavor is going to grow in size and more than likely grow in price. So I ended, I up, I ended up getting the Endeavor. I didn't melt it. I ended up keeping it. <laughs> I actually kept I, it to see you though. I, I went ahead and, and, and got a CCU to you to, to the endeavor. You did? And, oh, okay. And, and, yeah, so, so I, I, got two, I got two CCUs to, to lock in the, the 350. Okay. Right. Because yeah. I think it will. Because I mean, like the the thing about the endeavor currently is that it can only hold two two modules at a time. So if you want to do more things with with endeavor than, than what those two just those two modules uh, allow, you're going to need another endeavor. So. Okay. Well, but the thing is, I the reason why I mean we can talk about you know ship shows later on, but I just think that the endeavor is the dark horse as of right now of ships in the game. Because of the fact that um, what we see, I mean, if, a while ago they said that the modular units that they have right now are just the beginning. There are multiple concepts and ideas they have that they haven't even given us yet. So think about that. <laughs> if you have your endeavor and you can, if you're tired of that hospital wing, you can go ahead and go to a space dock, switch it out and get something else. Now, what ship? Do you know has that type of uh, uh, um, uh, is, is, 
has that type of a consistency or choice to switch what you want to do. There's not that uh, many ships out there. If not, not if any, many, but there are there are some. Yeah, but yeah, not at, not yeah. at the um not at the uh, at the level, the level, the level that the endeavor has. So I think she is dark. Because oh, by the way, you can leave her uh, the the modules out there and take the main ship and and fly and do what you need to do and come on back. True. You know, so dark horse, be careful. Don't sleep <laughs> on the endeavor. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I want to go to this next slide. We're running a little bit behind here, guys. Uh, and this is just a, just so you guys will know. And I got to ask you all about this question here. Uh, man, who would have predicted the Perseus? The Perseus sold 2.5, almost 3 million in sales on a day that it went on sale. I would have never predicted that. Uh, I thought it was a cool looking ship, but that was about it. Uh, that morning, I was, uh, you, some of you guys know I'm in Test Squadron. I was up at Test at 10 that morning or 11, whatever time it was, sitting in a room with a bunch of people, about 20 people, and probably 15 out of those 20 were sitting there figuring out what they were melting and what they were getting ready to do for the sale for when that ship went on sale. And I was totally blown away. Um, let me hit you guys with this question. Uh, Fast Cart, go to you first. What do you think about the sale of the Perseus? I mean, they kept talking about, oh, it's going to be between the Hammerhead and the and the uh, Polaris, blah, 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 blah. What do you think about this thing? That this, 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 this was the highest selling ship. The high, it is the record for the highest selling ship in a sale. Hey, yeah, I got, you, you saw my answer. Okay. For the, for the, for, for, for the single, for, for a single day, that ship broke all record. The previous record was in our Invictus, uh, Business week, they made 2.3 or 2.4. This thing on, on, on a crowdfunding spreadsheet, not, mm -hmm. not on this one, but on a crowdfunding spreadsheet, it, it, it broke 2.5 or almost 2.499, almost 2.5 million in one day. And here it says 3 million. So this is this this ship made it the most, the largest crowdfunding day in, 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 in CIG's history, or I think any game's history, maybe. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, for me, I wasn't that interested in in, in the Perseus. It's, it's not my play style. It's not something I, I, I need a big trip to do. Like my biggest trip right now on the Endeavor and and, and the measurement. Cause both of those are um, research and 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 selling stuff. So the, the Perseus, it, it, I didn't really know anything about it. But now that I heard about it, I saw a big gun on the front. I'm like, whoa, that's a size seven. <laughs> So uh, I, I can see why, people, why some people, why, why people are interested in it. Yeah, and, and to your point, uh, Fat, yes, Fat Docs, you're absolutely right. The That was RSI day. The Polaris was on sale. That's why I said I think that the Perseus was 2.5 of that, and the, the rest of it would have been any other sales that day. Uh, but it was, as Fastcart said, for a ship sale, one-day sale, that ship's numbers were extremely high. Uh, Colossal, what are your thoughts about the? First of all, did you buy one? Let me ask you that, Mister Moneybags. Did you buy a Perseus or did you did you skip one? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, I did not buy the Perseus, but it was stunning. Okay. It was stunning on what RSI did that day. Um, uh, I mean, but but let's look at it. Uh, I think what else went on sale? The Polaris went on sale that day, right? Mm -hmm. The Polaris sold that sold out. The Perseus stayed on sale and it's still on sale. Mm. Okay, so I, I mean, you know, but what a what a I, I was shocked and stunned. You started to see certain people. There are other people, other friends that we have 
uh, that are probably listening that plan for this for a hot minute. As soon as they heard about that ship, as soon as they're trying to figure out if it was going to be a, a refinery ship or if it was going to be that type of a ship, I'm encouraged to see of the top selling ships that were in, within the, that that were sold that day or whatever day that's been out for the last several years. What types of ships have sold well? Mm. Have they been capital ships? Have they been uh, uh, the type of Corvettes, like the Polaris's slash um, uh, Perseus? I mean, because if that's the case, that could be the trend on in, in terms of how they stay solvent or how they stay consistent on an annual basis. You, that, that could determine okay, yeah. what type of ship comes out the next year. Okay. Before we get into that, I want to push back a little bit. You said that the purchase is still on sale. It's not. It's not a limited ship, though, compared to like the um, the Idris or the um, or, or, or the. I can't even think of the the other ship, but now, but it, it, it's, it, it, it's a normal right, con. Yeah, it, it's a normal concept still. So that's why. Right. It's, it's, it's just still available. That's what I'm trying to say. It's just still available. Okay. All right, so here's my my other question to you. And uh, we just had our special guest arrive. We're going to get him set up in just a second. Good to see him smiling over there. Um, <laughs> we're going to have him pop up the camera in just a second. But I'm going to present a question to you guys, and he can kind of overhear this question. Um, this sale of the Perseus, uh, was this just emotional, or was there some logic to it? Were there people who saw the Perseus versus the Polaris and said, hey, smaller crew, I can do better with a few less, you know, less people than normal, and I can still go out and, you know, be kind of a cap killer or at least close to a cap killer. Or was this just people reacting to the next flavor of the month when it came to like a battleship? Uh, the Polaris is nowhere in sight. Was this just that ship that people said, hey, you know what? The Polaris is nice to buy, but you know, I, maybe I'll go with this instead. What do you think were the motivations behind people spending this type of money? And, and breaking a record for a ship sale, which I, again, we all admitted we never would have expected that to happen with this ship. Uh, Fast Car, let me start with you. I have no idea. No, <laughs> no um, it, 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 like I said, it's not my play style, so I, I, I really have, um, I legitimately have little idea. It, like, uh, as far as a ship bigger than like a 600 i or something like that that's too much ship for me but for some people they want to do it for their org or they have friends that they want to get together and and, and do stuff with there's a whole bunch of reasons that um that have. i mean not to say i don't have friends it's just like it, it's not my play style we're your friends what are you talking about we are your friends <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I know, for a ship like that, that's that's a big ass, though. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right, Colossal. What about you? Any thoughts about that? I really don't know, Griff. I mean, all yeah, right. I, <laughs> Thank when you. I, when I saw the ship, I was like, okay, who's gonna get it? And there are several people, including one of our lovely people. I call him the Dark Knight. You know, he was like, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. You know, it was just all over. But I, I, let me just get. You know, I'll I'll tell you this for every action. There is a reaction. Mm -hmm. So yes, the Perseus is out, but there's got to be something that they're thinking about to handle this type of uh, uh, magnitude. You know, <laughs> that type of. I mean, it's got to be something to propel that nice, type of That's a nice Star Wars quote, by the way. <laughs> that nice Paul. Don't think I didn't hear that. So well, I, I think I think there's really two different things that really propelled the uh, Perseus to be as popular as it did, and the one it's 
the size seven. There's almost like this mystique around this this size of weapon that's mm. really attracting people in. And it, you know, we saw it when the Nautilus came out. I said over and over and over again, I have no idea why this mine layer needs to have size seven tur or size seven weapons on it. It seems a little bit OP. And now all of a sudden you're talking about a ship that has one of those on top and on the <laughs> bottom. Um, you know, and then he's also got the kind of fun title of you know, sub cap killer. I think most people are hearing that as cap killer and expecting to go out and do a lot of damage against against other ships. And while yeah, a couple of these could absolutely take out a capsule capital ship, I'm assuming. Um, you know, I think it's that ability to kind of get that cap ship killer in really more attainable price range. You know, I think a lot of people that feel like, uh, you know, I want to be able to have that javelin class, just, you know, destroyer, the thing with the big guns, I want the broadside, but I don't want to pay like $3,500 or whatever it's up to now. I mean, the price tag on this was fairly reasonable comparatively. I mean, it's a lot for a digital spaceship, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's some of the things that kind of attracted people in a certain way, and I think it was really just that pent-up demand for that capital ship with the big guns, and this was the first chance people really had to grab it. Mm. Well, my question is, if, if, if the big gun is do doing it, what are people compensating for? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, I, I'll throw this out. I know when first people first heard 600 bucks, they kind of freaked a little bit, right? I mean, they were like, holy smoke, 600 bills for this thing? Uh, especially... I think they were doing things like comparing the size of it. You know, it's not like it's a really, really big ship and they're saying $600. And, and like we said earlier, none of us expected that the sales for that ship would, would, would be the way they were. Um, and, and, just, and, and, and STL's already been briefed on kind of where the subject matter of this conversation is going. I, I want to transition from that and show you guys two slides very quickly. Uh, one of them that pops up is this one. This was pre-IAE. Um, pre and that number on the bottom there, fast cart, correct me if I'm wrong. The one on the bottom is for this year. And the red is showing uh, just prior to the IAE in November, yeah. right? Yeah. And then we go from that one to this one, which was post IAE. And you can see that that red line grew substantially. We are at 70 million, if I'm not mistaken, right now um, for this year that's come in in relation to... Uh, Star, uh, Star Citizen CIG, uh, Star Citizen CIG. Uh, we still have the month of December that we have to go through. Um, let me put the hard question out there for you guys. And this is the big question of the night. What is it that is keeping money flowing in, in your opinion? What is it? In the midst of COVID, pandemic, economies, people being tired, failed promises from CIG, no timeline for Squadron 42. Uh, where's Chris? Where's Aaron? I mean, all these things that have come up. But yet and still, not only was there new money that came in, but those of us old dinosaurs melted, flipped, pulled credit, and did stuff for IAE. What is it that's still keeping this energy going at this stage? And uh, SDL, since you just came in, we're going to put the heat on you first. Thanks again for coming. We appreciate having you. Uh oh, you're muted. Good call. Uh, I think there's two things really that I uh, do in this, uh, and one of them you already mentioned as a negative, but I think it also is a positive is the pandemic. You know, there's there's a lot of people that have been uh, stuck at home and they're not going out and they're not burning money on a twelve dollar beer at the bar. You know, it's uh, you know they're staying at home and having a twelve dollar twelve pack and making sure that they're not doing anything. And I think people are saying like, I'm not going out and doing things with my life right now. I'm kind of quarantining myself. I am limiting the experiences that I can have elsewhere. And you've seen it. I mean, people turn to the video games during this entire year, 
even people that weren't into gaming before. Um, you, know, you look back at what was it, Animal Crossing? That was the big thing that kind of came out amongst like the non-hardcore gamers. Switch sales were going through the roof. Like kind of just easy to enter types of games were becoming big. And I don't think that's necessarily different for us. People aren't taking that yearly vacation, you know? So what are you going to do with that money? Well, maybe mm -hmm. I'm going to treat myself to some nice Star Citizen stuff. Um, but, you know, I think that's probably the single biggest thing. Aside from that, honestly, the patches that the last couple that we've had have really been better than a lot of others that we've had. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of people that'll say, yes, content was cut from them, but overall stability has improved. I think the experience in the game is better. So people are more, a little more confident kicking money in. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I think those are kind of the two big ones. It's kind of that feel, as well as just what people are, you know, mm -hmm. doing with their lives right now. Okay, colossal. That stimulus check. I know that's what you did with it. You probably just bought a few <laughs> ships. But uh, what about you? Any thoughts on that? Stimulus check can barely pay for rent. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you there? <laughs> My goodness, let's not talk about the stimulus check from the United States government. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, the, all that, uh, exactly what STO has said, um, you got to look at, there are a lot of government programs that has halted, like student loans, mm. um, you know, those have, have halted for a while, they're, they're starting to reenact that, um, you know, we've had until from what, uh, around March, all the way up until at least for the CARES Act up until December 10th or at least next week or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, unless Congress decides to go ahead and do something. So even with all that, there have been a, 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 a lot of uh, support from the government to allow people to try to recover. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, and then of course, with people stay at home, just like STL said and things like that, people have been a little bit, fr a lot a more extra. frugal because of their situations. Mm -hmm. So that that could definitely um help with that i think that was the intent right the intent was to help people save money because you know what it is when you help people save money they they usually spend more mm -hmm. <laughs> and you usually uh, you know give back to the government a little bit more when they usually do that so th that's that probably plays into a lot of that so okay i mean it, we we know that 2020 was a hell of a year but also um if you look at it um you know it could be where people did save a lot more because of the troubles okay. of what's going on. Fastcart, you and I had planned on going to Sitcon this year, right? Mm. Do you think that maybe some of the money was even funneled from that? People who maybe had been saving money to make that trip out to Los Angeles, you know, that trip got ended, so maybe they had a few extra bucks and they decided to spend it. Was that a possibility? It's definitely a possibility, at least for me. Like, I, I decided to, instead of going, put, I put that money into into building a new PC instead of going, to, since I wasn't going to sitcom. Mm -hmm. But I also want to say, um, people people spend everyday money, especially stuff like Starbucks. So people not going to work and, go, and going to Starbucks every day, mm -hmm. that money save up and, 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 and you can spend that on, on stuff. Also, people can't go to movies or sporting events and they didn't have the, the normal uh, mm -hmm. forms of, of, of entertainment. So yeah, that, uh, the, the stuff that people can do, they can play video games and Star Citizen happens to be a video game. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Okay, good point. All right, I want to throw a number at you guys here, a chart. And this is for chat too, so you guys can check this out. Um, we talked about how much money came in, um, the 16 million that came in this month, or a little bit over that. We talked about how much money CIG has brought in this year. And then someone showed me this chart from PUBG. This is their mobile game. This is their chart from last year. 
I just want you to know that this isn't from 2020, it's from last year. But in the month of August, in one month, they brought in $160 million. $160 million on a mobile game. Um, what are the, that's a game that's finished, by the way. What, what, what are the arguments when it comes down to this thing about, you know, CIG has had enough money? Uh, some of us remember there was a certain person who prophesied that, that Star Citizen couldn't be done unless we hit over $300 million and we're past that number. Um, it, it, again, I'm, this is cycling back to that original question Who's I asked that? you guys earlier. I won't say the name. But I will cycle back to the question I asked earlier, and you weren't here earlier, STL, but the question was, is $335 million where we are right now, is that ridiculous? I mean, is it, is it enough? Will there need to be more? Someone earlier mentioned, yeah, in order for this to sustain uh, $335 million, we need to continue bringing in revenue. Um, will that number? Yeah, yeah, I would just argue the simple capitalistic approach of, does it matter? Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, they're a company. They're trying to make money. They have three hundred thirty-five million dollars or whatever it is. Their the expectation is that they come up with a game at this point. If we don't understand how they're going to do it, they at least better figure out how they're going to do it. Or there's going to really be some backlash and potentially legal issues that come at it. So, in my mind, I don't necessarily look at it and say three hundred thirty-five is it enough? Is it not enough? That's what they have, and they have something that they need to deliver to us at that point. So. I kind of look at it a little bit different. Like mm -hmm. I think I think people look at it because it's the biggest crowdfunded whatever whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody looks at it and says like this is setting new expectations and the time frame on everything is long. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're my first video on this was in 2014. Uh, we started hearing about this game in 2012. It's 2020. You know, we're not that far from a 10 year anniversary of not even being out of an alpha. Mm -hmm. So, it's a I understand the perspective people have on it, but the dollar amount in my mind is a little bit irrelevant because we have a certain expectation of what's going to be delivered to us and they need to do it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> and if they feel they need more money, they can keep trying to raise it and we're obviously still spending money to support it. So I don't know if it really matters. Okay. STL introduced something here, Colossal, that I think backers don't think about. They are trying to make money. They're not just trying to make a game, right? I mean, they have to have a, a money to sustain the company. You have to pay people. Uh, and there's the future of CIG as well. So we, we've seen financial reports that come out each year. Um, you know, we've seen some accountability there that there is money that does go out to pay people and, you know, all these 500, 600 employees that they have. Um, are, are the backers being too hard? Are we being too hard about this thing? STL mentions this thing. Yeah, there is maybe a little bit of that first time crowdfunded, record-breaking Guinness, blah, 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 blah. But are, is there unfairness when we look at other games that have spent, you know, I think we even talked about the fact that um, GTA 5 was $300 million. You know, we're exceeding that right now. Is, are, are we being hard on them? Are we where we should be? Or No, I mean, how can you tell somebody who's investing that you're being too hard? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they're, they're putting money into, they're investing money into a game. And you're trying to go ahead and say, okay, fine, thank you for your investment, but you're being too harsh. But keep on, keep on investing, though. Keep on investing. So, uh, I, I mean, mean I, I think we all understand, or at least a lot of us understand, that, that we're investing in the development of the game. Um, I, I think it is our job to kind of remind them, <laughs> you know, in terms of the, the expectations mm -hmm. um, and, and not push them to the point to where they're bringing out a product that is just completely incomplete. So there's a balance, but of course, when it comes to money, um, I mean, there are some people who 
just because they're giving you a dollar, they want every every bit worth of it. <laughs> you know, and they want to tell you how you need to do, you need to run your own company. And all they're doing is they haven't, you know, put even, you know, the type of money that you even put in to even start up the company. Mm. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fine line. I'm not going to straddle the, the, the fence mm-hmm. here and there, mm-hmm. but I just think that people just need to understand. I think most people do understand. Uh, I think most of the people here that do um, uh, through uh, philanthropy or whatever type of money they want to go ahead and, and donate, I think they understand. But you, you just get that that loud minority mm-hmm. that sit there and they bark, 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 bark all day long. And you know, and, and, and kind of ruin it for everybody else because the demand for something to come out and it's, and it's just not ready. And then they sit there and say, he, see, I told you so. When the truth is you've helped, remember 3.9, what was that patch? 3.9, <laughs> one of those patches that was still supposed to, that should have stayed in Evil Cotty. 3.9, yeah. And they really pushed for <laughs> yeah, that patch 2. to come 9. out and that patch came out and it sucked. I remember that. Yeah. Right? And that's because everybody was like, it needs to come out. It's been dead or too long, blah, blah. I think it was 3.9 or 3.10. It was one of those patches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those bills and it completely stunk it up. Mm. So sometimes we just need to take a step back and, and allow them to develop while pushing, uh, encouraging them by pushing them a little bit. Quit FC. I just want to say, CIG is going to be one of those companies that's going to be like Elon Musk and say, our stock prices are too high or we're making too much money. We, should, we shouldn't have this money. I don't know what he was thinking when he, when, when he made comments like that, but it, 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 it had an effect. And, you know, it, it, they're their company. They need, to pay, they need to pay the employees. They need to pay for the infrastructure. They, they need to pay for their internet and stuff like that. So, yes, I mean, the, the, they're going to find ways to either hire more employees or develop new ways to utilize the, the, um, the income that, that, that they're making and whether or not it's, it's too much. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it, it, it's a capitalistic system. Um, how, how, how can you say what is too much? And, and, and... Okay. Fair enough. I'm going to show you guys a video um, real quick. It's only a seven minute and 54 second video. It's by a guy named Cure for Ignorance. And the t- I stumbled across this video. He made it on November 10th. And it's called Three Things You Should Never Buy in Star Citizen and Seven Things That Maybe You Should. STL, I'm sure you'll appreciate this video. So <laughs> we're, what I, I, want, I, I want our panel to watch this. And then I want to get their feedback on whether they agree. Also, Chad, if you guys agree with some of the things that are said here, uh, you know, all the better. So let's take a quick look at that, okay? Hello, everybody. My name is A.R. Cure. I'm going to run through real quickly a couple of things that I think you should probably never buy with real money with a Star Citizen, and a couple of things you probably should buy with real money if you plan on playing now and into the future that'll probably help you out. So first thing we're going to look at is this, this chart I made. Uh, this is a chart of uh, value of the ship. And the way I've calculated this is that um, uh, we're looking at the amount of alpha you see the ship cost in game versus the amount of dollars it costs in real life money if you buy the thing on the website. So we're looking at alpha UEC divided by dollars. So if we look at something like a gray cap buggy, thing is only a couple of thousand alpha UEC in game, but it costs $15. So that thing is a horrible value. You can earn that very quickly in game. So it's all the way on the the, uh, the left side there. Again, something that's a, that's a great value, the Anvil Carrick is $600. So quite a bit more, but it costs 27 million alpha UEC in game. It would take you a long time to grind to make that. 
Uh, and the carrier's a good way to make money too because you can carry a good amount of cargo. Uh, you can haul around a couple of ships, um, whether there's a couple of Argos, uh, cargo Argos in the bay or a Pisces, a couple of rovers. It's a great value. Uh, it's all the way on the right-hand side, the Carrick. Best value in the game right now. As far as uh, Alpha UEC, it costs in-game, divided by the number of dollars it would take you to buy that. They actually do sell Alpha UEC on the website. They sell it for $1 per 1,000 Alpha UEC. That is a bad value. I would never buy that. Um, so you can make 5,000 Alpha UEC, 10,000, 20,000 Alpha UEC pretty quickly in-game with a little bit of effort. Uh, maybe an hour or so, even if you're just starting out. So I would not spend five, ten, or twenty dollars on Alpha UEC on the website. Um, yes, you get a, you get that starting money every time there's a new wipe, every time there's a new patch. But again, you don't need it. You can make that in game very easily. Ground vehicles, bad value. They're all left side stuff. Uh, heck, a, a Dragonfly is like fifty bucks, and the things only a couple hundred thousand Alpha UEC in game. I would not buy that with real money. Earn that in game. Because uh, you look at something just, just double the price, the Cubby Black is $100, and it's 1.8 million off of UEC. So it's a huge difference. Um, if a Cubby Black was half a million off of UEC, then that would stack. But the more expensive the ship, um, typically the more expensive that ship is in game, so the better value it's going to be. Uh, with one notable exception, the Prowler. The Prowler is a $440 ship, and it's only 2.5 million off of UEC in game. Again, compare that to the Cutlass, which is $100 and $1.8 million. So it's way out of whack as far as price in real life money versus price in game. The Prowler is cool. I would never buy the Prowler with real money. Uh, let's look at some recommendations, things that are good to buy. So we've got the Avenger Titan. That's a really good value. I need to adjust that, actually. That's still showing the old price of $50, but the Avenger Titan is still a good value. The Caterpillar, uh, another great value, is $295. So it's kind of expensive. We're getting up there a little bit. But it's a great way to earn money in game running cargo. Argo Mole, if you have friends and you like to mine, the Argo Mole is a great value. Um, it's because the thing is about five million, a little more than five million in game, and it's three hundred fifteen dollars. So it's a good, it's a good ship. And again, all the way on the right hand side of the Carrick, uh, you can't beat it for Alpha UEC per dollar spent. It's a great value. Uh, with the IAE 2950 sale coming up, there are three ships that if they come on sale, you should look at getting. The Bami Merchantman, the Endeavor, and the Hull D, they're all about 350 bucks. None of them are in game yet, but if you plan on playing this game well into the future, these things, once they're, they're released, will surely uh, increase in price. And if you buy them now, you're going to save yourself a ton of money later. So again, never buy with real money. Alpha UEC from the website, Grand Vehicles, unless you use them as LTI tokens, they have LTI insurance, you're going to upgrade them. I would not buy a ground vehicle with real money. Um, an Ursa Rover is 50 bucks, and it's only you know 70 something thousand alpha UEC in game. Um, earn it in game, save yourself the money. Uh, the Prowler again, just a bad value. Earn it in game, two and a half million alpha UEC. You can make that with a Caterpillar in pretty short order, and a Caterpillar costs uh, less by about 50 percent than the Prowler. If you're going to buy things with real money, the Avenger Titan. Again, that's gone up in price a little bit since the advent of the 100 series. That's a good value. Caterpillar 295, another good value. You can uh, run that by yourself. If you run in safe areas where low population servers, you can run it with friends. Uh, it's a good ship. The Mole, especially if you have friends, uh, great value. The Carrick, 600 bucks. It's expensive. If you're lucky enough to get one when they're, what, 250 or 350, uh, so much the better. But even at 600 bucks, it's a good ship uh, for the money. So ships that aren't in game yet, that if they offer them with the IAE sale, I suggest you pick them up. 
Um, these are all 350 bucks. Uh, the Bandy Merchantman, it'll probably at least double in price at release. Um, last estimate I saw for for the cargo capacity was like 3,500. It, it'll probably come down quite a bit. I expect that to come down to probably half of that, so maybe 1,700 uh, 1700 SU, uh, which would still be three Caterpillars with the cargo. Uh, and you get the Caterpillar and the Defender as loaners if you have the Bandy Merchantman in your in your um, hangar. So for a $350 ship, you get the $295 Caterpillar and a $225 Defender. So you're getting over 500 bucks worth of ships uh, for a $360 ship for loaners. Uh, it's probably going to be a while, um, probably longer than I want to admit before the Bandy Merchantman comes out, but it's a great value. If you can't swing the 350 bucks for the whole ship, I would recommend just buying the Aquila and Merchantman ECU and putting that in your hangar and holding on to it. Thing's only 40 bucks, and I'm sure this thing is going to go up in price. So that thing is only going to appreciate. And if you want the Bandy Merchantman later, or you want to use the Bandy Merchantman as a stepping stone to something larger, buy that $40 CCU and hold on to it. I hope they offer it. It's going to be a good thing if they do. The Hull D, more than 20,000 SCU of cargo. That's crazy, and it's capital class. It's not as limited as the Hull E is. Um, if they offer the Hull series, I would definitely grab one of those. The iCash is a necessary component before this comes in because they had to deal with all the boxes on the thing. Uh, but the Hull D, if they, if they offer it, um, grab one. Or at least grab a CCU to it. Again, 350 bucks. You, you can buy a $40 uh, CCU to go from the Aquila to the Hull D and keep that in your hangar and uh, and use that when it comes around. The Endeavor is probably the longest, longest uh, one out, the furthest one out. Years away, probably, but the thing's got to skyrocket in price. It's huge in length. It's incredibly modular, designed to be that way. Um, I wouldn't even bother buying the different modules. Just buy the ship, 350 bucks, or again buy that Aquila to Endeavor CCU for 40 bucks as insurance. Keep it in your hangar. Don't melt it. If you melt the CCU and you put it in your in your buyback, if the ship goes up in price, that CCU may adjust with that price. So if these things go up to 600 bucks later and you've melted that, you might have to spend 300 bucks to get it back out of there. Um, so I would spend 40 bucks and leave that 40 bucks in your hangar and wait for the, the ship to come out. Okay, um, that's my video. I really appreciate your time. Hopefully that you know seven or eight minute rundown there was useful for you. And uh, spend your money wisely. If you don't have the money to spend on ships, obviously don't spend them on ships, uh, but try to plan a little bit. Look at the IAE schedule and decide what you might want to buy and uh, look for it. And I uh, hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. I want to throw in a couple qualifiers real quick. Uh, Friday's SCL uh, CIG confirmed that the merchantman will maintain its cargo capacity. So he thought that maybe they might cut it. He said they they said specifically no, they're going to keep it at this same cargo capacity that it has. Um, the second thing that I want to put in mind here is that um, the numbers that were given. Please understand that this is all based upon a game that is in development. So I'm using for an example the issue with the Prowler. We, the, he, what he said about the Prowler is very true in relation to how much you spend on dollars versus how much you can get it for in the game. But just know this, CIG, just like if you remember the 890 Jump when it first came out was $600 and then it went to $895 or whatever it is now. Um, 
just so you'll know, game prices can change even more than real money prices. So keep that in mind. I don't think the prowler is going to stay at two million. So no if, if you bought no one, <laughs> right? So if you bought one, don't you know, keep your tears in your eyes for right now, just so you'll know. So I'm going to go to uh, let's go to Fast Cart and STL, then we'll go to Colossal. Fast Cart, what did you think about the video? I agree with most, most of things that yeah, I can't say much about the prowler uh, that that might my interest, but I think the whole D, I would kind of push back on that one a little bit. I mean, what is it, 450 or 350? It's, 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 it's too specialized to recommend as a, as a definite buy, even if it's a, it's a good buy for, for, for the um, for the UEC and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it, unless you're hauling cargo, mm -hmm. And that's all you want to do. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah, yeah, I think it's too specialized. But yeah. everything else, I, I mostly agree with. Well, that points are exactly right. You know, just because something's a good value doesn't mean it's a good value to you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and if the whole D, for example, is something that, yeah, maybe UEC per dollar is a good ratio, but sure, then it's a good value technically as far as ships are concerned. But if it sits there because you can't ever afford to fill up the cargo that it has, a, like whatever, 30 40,000 units of cargo or whatever it is 20,000 you know it's going to cost a lot of money to do you know so unless you have an organization supporting you it's going to be hard to do that yourself or if it's just i don't really enjoy doing cargo so i'm not going to run cargo then it's a poor value but um i think the other things in there too i think i've been saying that for probably two three patches now it's just like don't buy ground vehicles i don't care what comes out if it's got wheels i don't want you to pick it up it's a bad value unless you're going to use it for lti I get it it just never makes sense um you know, as far as the prowler is concerned, I honestly four hundred and forty dollars is a stupid price tag to slap on it. It got mm -hmm. it got hit with the alien tax, the mm -hmm. dropship tax, and the combat tax, so it got kind of that triple A. <laughs> uh, so much tax, right? So it was an unfortunate setup for the prowler. That being said, prowler is one of my favorite mm -hmm. NPC combat ships because mm -hmm. they don't spam the missiles at you, and that's the big that's the big struggle with the prowler is that you don't have. Um, you know, the countermeasures um, or the missiles yourself. So you mm -hmm. get missile shot at you, you pretty much have to just bolt. Um, but it is a, a little bit limited. You know, it's you can't do cargo. You know, you, your exploration is going to be whatever the ship's going to allow you to do. You don't have mining beams. You don't have tractors. You're designed really just to get in and drop. So I can, mm -hmm. I'm personally kind of using it a little bit outside of its intended purpose. Mm -hmm. So if it changed, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, that being said, like, like we were talking, there's no way it stays at two million. It, mm. I mean, I think it's it's cheaper it's cheaper than a Cutlass in the game. I think, like, mm. as far as the pricing is concerned, it's, it's crazy. I mean, don't forget, this game is about testing. That that the reason why it's cheap compared to other stuff because they want people to buy it, and so whenever they have enough enough data, information, stuff like that, the 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 price will change, and the next step that they want to test will be. A, a good buy so yeah. and i'll say this to you stl the, the that prowler I, one of the things that i'm still spooked about that we haven't seen and i know you already know it's because you are your owner that grav lab stuff if they put that in the way it's supposed to be and those freaking shields yep <laughs> we, people might be spinning a whole nother song about the prowler later on i mean colossal and i have talked about this whole thing with these Tavaran ships if they put that tech in there that value might ex exponentially change differently. So we'll have to see how that mechanic plays out on that yep. ship, you know? 
I do have to say, you two do hurt me when it comes to ground vehicles. Like I have like four ground vehicles, and <laughs> mostly it's a Dragonfly and 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 the, and the Ranger and stuff like that. I don't own a tank or anything, but it, it still hurts me to hear that. So yeah. I, I, I might there with people, with people in, in in Twitch chat saying yeah. that. Oh, don't don't say that about my, about the ship I own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let Colossal speak, and I'm gonna tell you what I did with all of those vehicles that he was talking about. Go ahead, Colossal, jump in. No, I'm just going to agree with my colleagues all up here. I just got one word, melt. (laughs) (laughs) If you you decide to go ahead and do that and buy these ships, even at the behest of everybody's telling you, "Eh, this is not the best bang for your buck, you can Mm -hmm. always melt it and use that as some type of uh, a differentiation on that. It'd be okay. That, that's a good point. And, and and for you guys will know, last year's IAE and this year, one of the things that probably all of us took advantage of was that aspect of them giving the 10-year insurance. That was something that we didn't have before. And so melting, particularly if you're one of those early people who got stuff that had six months or two years or three years, the fact that you could melt and get that same ship back and get it back at with the 10-year insurance was a bit of an incentive. Now, what I did, and Colossal knows this, what I did this year, and this, this was my last time, I literally got rid of everything. I've been saying this for last year. Everything that was less than $300, I melted. Everything. Didn't make a difference what it was. No matter how much attachment I had to it. I had my very first Aurora LX that I fell in love with in the early days. That sucker went. Everything went. Mostly because of what was said here. There are so many of those ships that you can work toward. And we've talked about there are different ways people approach this game. Some of you guys are into the grind. You will spend your hours and hours grinding from the very beginning through. There are those of us old guys who are retired, who don't have that type of time, who literally, I've spent my ship money on the higher end of careers that I know I want, but I'm going to be more than happy to work my way up through those yellow jackets, through those auroras, whatever they are, those anything that's less than 300 bucks, I'm going to be happy to go out and mine and gain that stuff that way, just because I'm not going to have the time to put in. So I think STL said something earlier too about value, and that's what this show was about, about value. Value is very subjective to what you think is important, but we still want you to be smart about your buying. Now, you guys, again, I confessed this earlier. The only time I wasn't smart about my buying was when I was sitting at VerseCon in Austin and the commercial for the 600i came up. I didn't care. I've said this before. I didn't care what was inside of it. I didn't care what it did. That was the only ship I ever bought from a reaction. I want that ship. That was one time. Cough, origin, cough, cough. Don't start on origin. So... So my, my point is, value is what's important to you, but we do, and we've emphasized this, I know STL does it in his videos, we encourage you that if you're, first of all, if you're spending money, it's the development of the game. We really want to see it about the development. And at the same time, you've got to balance that out with what are the things that, because the other problem is, is that if you have everything, what are you going to do in the game later on? That's another, I mean, that's a real factor I think people don't think about. Don't get me wrong, there are some people who have done a legatus, and, and, and that's because they're supporting, you know, maybe it is about bit of mischief, but I think it has more to do with supporting and investing in, in the game. Um, I, think, I think some of that too, though, is like, there's a lot to buy that you can't buy right now. You know, mm. and that's some of what I look at too. Yeah. Uh, you know, for example, I've made millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of credits in the game. Mm-hmm. And I've, yeah, I've bought a couple ships, but for the most part, I just buy components mm-hmm. all over the place. Yes, for yes. testing, for replacement, for up for different situations. I mean, I've probably got four different builds for my saber. Um, mm-hmm. I've got, you know, a hammerhead build that every time that I lose it because it's a new patch, it's, God, I hate that ship. Every time I have to <laughs> re-equip everything on it, and it's like 2.5 million credits right there. Like, it's mm-hmm. 
Yes. And there, there is a lot of ways to spend yes. money in the verse that's not just on buying ships. And I think what you're doing is essentially saying, I'm spending money on this ship. And I, I, I kind of hate the disclaimer, too. Like, I, I know we're doing it ourselves here and saying, you know, <laughs> it's about the development of the game. But you're still getting something in exchange for that. Right. And you're comparing what you're getting because you're making a buying decision. So, mm-hmm. um, But at the end of the day, I think what it comes down to is is you're, you're, you are picking up the ship that you want, the hole that you want, knowing that probably everything on board of it is pretty much garbage and you're going to swap it out anyways. So you're giving yourself a starting point because, right. you know, if you think about, you know, a Sabre, it's 2.7, 2.8 million in credits right now. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it is. Let's just call it, let's just call it 3 million for the sake of argument. You know, you probably have an opportunity to put another 500 grand in components in there. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're now setting yourself back even further because you had to pick up, you know, the ship ahead of time. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of get it, but it's also one of those things like everybody's got a different reason for buying stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's, I'm kind of, I'm in the middle of my life. I'm busy. I've got young kids. I've got a career. I've got, mm-hmm. you know, the channel I'm trying to work on. I've got, you know, videos that I'm, or the, you know, gaming side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's, I know I'm not going to have the time to grind. So if I get a lot of the ships that I want right now, and this kind of falls kind of in your line there, Griff, is that you are able to enjoy and do what you want to do in game from that point on. And because of where I am in my life and where I am, like I'm busy because of my career. My career also means that I have the money to buy some of these ships. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not out there buying like, you know, jazz and interests and stuff, but you know, a little bit yeah. here and there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's a very good, very, very good point about uh, keeping some balance in the process of all this. Uh, Fraskart, were you going to say something? I just want to say, uh, just, or repeat what Citizen Shenanigan said. Only put much more, more into Star Citizen you want to give towards development. Don't spend for a ship or or game value. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's basically what, what we're all saying. Yeah. I, I think that, at STL, you mentioned a good point. Uh, I was having this conversation with one of our guys at Test Serious Serious Punch. We were talking earlier about the things that people have not considered when it comes to the game. I jokingly told him that on my 890, I was so impressed with the fact that I had 80, 32 gun slots, you know, for rifles and stuff. And then I said, but if I fill all of those, it's about 80,000 in UEC just for me to put guns on the ship. I haven't gotten to components and all this other stuff. So you're right. There is this whole nother dynamic when we want to quote unquote trick out our ship. Right. Yeah. And you said four different variations. <laughs> I'm still trying to get one good one. So, yeah, you know, right. but, but I mean, just to think about that, those are going to be the things. and. The fact that CIG is built in these other dynamics, such as wear and all this other stuff, you know, the stuff failing, that's going to constantly have us dipping into the game as well. But um, I do want to kind of reflect back on this piece about value. Uh, and, and STL, you didn't get to get the first question, so I, I hate to put you on the spot, but I'm going to give you the very first question that I asked the other two guys is, what is it that has kept you coming back in this sense of Star Citizen? Whether you're spending new cash, whether you're recycling cash, credit, uh, melting what is it that kind of keeps you even and i mean you've been through this process for quite a while what is it that kind of keeps you still in that in that zone right now when it comes to the game i like the game <laughs> okay <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's, it's simple for me you know i like the game i like the vision i like where it's going i see development it may not be at the pace that i want it to be but it is moving forward um and i have confidence that it's going to get done um, I will say that I am not spending money on it the way that I did before. Some mm-hmm. of that is a little bit of frustration about the time it's taking to get there. Um, some of that is just the world that we live in right now. And, you know, I've added another kid, kid to the family and it's just finances are a little tighter than they used to be. You know, But um, I, I think it's I have faith in the project and I think my spend is reflective of that faith. And as it, you know, 
is I feel a little bit worse about the project. I see a concept come out and I'll do my should you buy video on it. And I'll be like, all right, if you're really bought in, I'll get this ship, but I'm probably not going to. You know? <laughs> so I, I think it, it really is, I think, a, a reflection of how I feel playing the game. And I'm on every night playing the game and I enjoy it every night. So um, it's probably not my most expensive thing that I do. <laughs> so it's okay. hard to really complain about it. Okay. Okay, this is my last question to everybody for the night in relation to this value and the investment that we've all made into the game at these different levels. Um, what will it take about Star Citizen? And I'm, I'm going to speak, speak about Star Citizen more than Squadron 42 because it's too easy to answer with Squadron 42. I don't know whether you invite people into this game. And my question is, what will, it, what will you need to see where you start to feel very good about inviting people. Cause I know I only invite very select people into the game I, just because it's just not there. What will it take for you to feel like the game is in a good space now where I can start telling people you need to try to come into this game and start playing it. And uh, we'll start with STL since he's uh, down there. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, it's a little bit complicated on that answer just because I don't have a lot of real life friends and connections that are, you know, PC gamers. Mm. I've got a lot of friends that are gamers that are on console. And I think <laughs> that's also part of what the limiting factor for this game is, is you've got slightly a, um, you know, a slightly reduced window of your backer audience, right? Like you mm. don't have the console release. You can't go cross platform with where things are right now. Um, you know, you're not hitting the mobile, the mobile uh, suite of devices. It's just, it's not really the same. So, um, you know, I think in, in my mind, I feel like the game is at a place where I, if I did have this group where I would be recommending this to, mm -hmm. um, would be, I would recommend it with, with caveats, you know, mm -hmm. or at least very good disclaimers. If you're comfortable sometimes finding your own way to make content in the, you know, in the verse, mm -hmm. then it's a good time to get it. If you just want to sightsee and see some cool space and you've been wanting to fly in space ever since you've been a kid and this is, a, you know, this is a really good chance to get in and see something beautiful. Um, you know, the height maps changing, the LODs, everything like that. The game hasn't, it is prettier than it's ever been. It's just a lot of fun. to. I go out mining and a lot of times I don't even care what I come back with. Just I want to fly around, mm -hmm. you know, near the surface of planets. Um, you know, and if you're in the kind of two core gameplay loops, when we're really looking at either cargo or combat, and then I guess you can toss mining in there, I feel like they're fleshed out enough where you can have a good time in the verse right now. So I think it's really about understanding who you're talking to about that, what they want to accomplish while they're in the verse, and then you probably know whether you're going to keep recommending it to them right now or not. Okay. Colossal, the school teacher, you've got 25 kids in your class. You could tell them to start signing up now and get your referral. <laughs> when, when, when are you going to start telling those kids to sign up? I mean, when, when is when do you what, where do you need to see the game in order for you to really start you know feeling encouraged to tell people, hey, this is a game you really need to jump into. I mean, wh what do I have to lose? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have nothing to lose. I've been talking about this to my kids every year because you know my kids are stuck on Fortnite. Okay, okay, that's okay. the age group that I teach. You know, so. Um, I do teach, and I teach seventh graders, and uh, and uh, my seventh graders are all about Fortnite. Asking me what season, blah blah blah, all this mess. <laughs> so when we do get to that time of year where my kids deserve to rest, because kids do, they deserve to play. Mm -hmm. By the way, uh, <laughs> uh, then we start streaming certain things or start <laughs> watching certain things. And I'm gonna tell you now, I've shown them an STL Youngblood video. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, and by the way, yes. I guess appreciate STL on that one because 
he's definitely educated me throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And and keep on pushing out those content, STL, because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you were one of the first ones that I've actually started paying attention to long time ago. And I was like, well, you know, I already knew about Chris Roberts. I knew about Wing Commander. But then when I started seeing you started putting pushing out these ships and things like that, I mean, boy, has that helped me out. And I want to thank you for that and keep on doing what you're doing because it's phenomenal. It really is. Um, and I, anytime, anytime. And I, and I show my kids these, these types of things. Um, like I said, I have nothing to lose. So I will tell anybody. It doesn't matter. I'll be like, oh, you need to, you know, I, I'm an MMORPG guy. So there's, you know, these these are the two types of three types of games that I play. And, I, and Star Citizen is like number two or three. Okay. Right. And I tell the people, just go ahead and play it. It's got a whole bunch of bugs, but at least it's there for you to play. Blah, 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 blah. blah. I will tell anybody and everybody I have nothing to lose. I'm not dishing out my um, my uh, Star Citizen code. I, I, I don't have any. Point Come on, man. Back. You got to get that on the blackboard. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I know. But, you know, it's just like that. You know I, I'm just a, it's, I'm just busy. But when I do. When I'm and when I am able to talk about gamers, which my kids do appreciate, guys, because you'd be surprised, mom and dads, y'all that STL, you'd be surprised. No, you, you're not surprised. You see it. Your kids are probably big time gamers more than you, <laughs> more than you. Not yet, so, but probably on the horizon. <laughs> you know, so so I if I have a class of 25, at least 20 of them, including the ladies, mm-hmm. including the girls, mm-hmm. are playing the games. Okay. Okay. So you just so like I said, I have nothing to lose. I tell anybody and everybody, and I will continue to tell anybody and everybody because it's such a good game, and I think everybody deserves to know whether it's completed or not. If it's playable, play it and and get to see for yourself. Okay. STL, I know you put out a video if I remember a few months back where you talked about your referrals. You were like, I'm at this certain point now, and I've done this or whatever. Well, it would. Do you mind sharing what it was? What you said? You finally hit some Markham landmark. I think, uh, I think I'm assuming that was the video where I hit the uh, the review mark for the javelin. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it so was. So there just really isn't anything beyond that. And I, when I looked at what, like, what would they potentially do? Because they always talk about you know reworking the referral program mm-hmm. or uh, you know whether they're going to add new perks. And a lot of times, what they do, and I'm glad they're doing, is that they're adding more perks at the lower levels now. They've added a lot of those perks between like 20 to 75, like, and that's still really out of the range for a lot of people. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, so for me, it was, I got to a point to where I no longer um, was going to really see anything for my additional referral. So uh, this is going to sound a little bit like I'm trying to like pump some stuff for myself here and I'm really not. Um, so what my decision was ultimately was that I was going to kind of kick back the people that were supporting the channel mm-hmm. on Patreon. Um, so essentially, I've worked with uh, uh, Jay Grebnik, who worked on the subreddits, uh, the, the Star Citizen subreddits uh, code generator, mm-hmm. uh, and basically created my own like patron sub generator. So the supporters from my channel are now receiving my mm-hmm. uh, referral rewards instead of uh, myself, mm-hmm. uh, just using the same logic. So which is that's very cool. Yeah, which is which is still technically, uh, yeah. I see, still see one trickle in every now and then. I don't know where people are getting the code at this point, but uh, I think for the most part, it's working. Well, I thought it was very cool that you did that and turned it around to give it to community, which I thought was very awesome, very awesome thing to do. You got fast cart. And I just want to say thank you for that because I got I got one referral out of that. So thank you very much. <laughs> Hopefully more. Hopefully more. No, but in, in, no, enjoy, not, enjoy just, just the one. But I'm fine with it. Yeah. Enjoy your bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I a question about what would it take for mm-hmm. the, the, for me to um to 
to, to tell my friend to get into Star Citizen. I do tell him about free flies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'll try, try to whenever that come out. But for me, I, I'm surprised no one else said this. Maybe this is going to be Griffin's answer. But I say a finished game. Like, I'm going to wait until it's finished. And then, you know, when all the hype and everything is up and everything, you know, go play Star Citizen. Go play Squadron 42. It's a great game. So, I mean, because before that, people were complaining about bugs and the lack of persistence. They, they don't want to play a game and and have a chance of losing all their progress at, 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 at different stages of, of passage, patch release. Or, or maybe something that they want in, in the game is not in the game yet, like um, the economy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. POI. Yeah. I tell you what, though, you, you hit on something there that was important, Fasker, and that's something that's kept me coming back. I think a lot has been that persistence actually is a real thing now. Mm -hmm. That's huge. I mean, it's it, we have this almost like looming shadow that says we may lose <laughs> all of our stuff at some point in the next, you know, whenever, but we don't know when that is. So, yeah, I agree. That's That's been big, and I think that's helped a lot of people come back because everybody wants to have that ability to, like, achieve and take that next step, and you can't really do that when you lose everything every three months. Mm -hmm. Right. It's very true. Can I say it just give me warm, warm fuzzies whenever STO uh, 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 agrees to something when I say it? It, it <laughs> makes me feel so good. Thank you. Well, for my last toss-in on this, I would say... Um, <laughs> I have those, and I'm sure you guys do too, I have those friends that are the geeks that I think that would be just totally down for a game like this. And I, what I have done is send them streams, I've sent them videos, and they think it's amazing. But I honestly have not given them that full invitation yet because I also know that they're looking to play a game more than test a game. So in some ways, I'm kind of priming them a little bit, you know, and I'll, I'll say, hey, check out this stream, check out this. And they see it and say, man, is this real? Is this that? And they're blown away by it. Um, but I, but I have not pushed them into it yet. And so I'm kind of looking forward to get just a little bit further. And you're right, STL, the fact that persistence is in, it's kind of been making me think about it a little bit more that maybe this will be a good time for them if they understand what the process is. I think I've just been a little reluctant because that whole testing thing can still be kind of funky for some people. Well, but, <laughs> chances know. are you're going to tell them to come on in <laughs> and we're going to hit 4.0 finally, like a month later. And they're going to be like, I lost all my stuff. <laughs> Well, I, and believe me, I'm thinking about, I've actually thought about waiting till 4.0 comes out to see what that really is. Uh, but I am at that point where before I really have not been putting out those invites to people. And so for me, I think it's got to be a little bit more for me to start putting it out there for folks. So, okay, that's it. We're going to wrap it up for the night. Um, thank you guys for all the stuff. You guys gave us so much stuff in chat to talk about and so many great questions. I will not forget to acknowledge Juice. Thank you for the follow. Lord Dreen, I saw you come in. Thank you for coming tonight. And thank you for that subscription from Prime. And then, of course, Jedi Knight followed us with four minutes ago. Jedi Knight, I saw you pop in. We appreciate we gotta that. got to change well. that name, Jedi. Listen, don't listen to the Sith over there, all right? You just go ahead and wear that name well. Wear that name well, okay? Wear it is all you want to. Um, Let's start off and say our goodbyes. Uh, STL, thank you again for coming. I know you had some stuff going on, but you, I thank you. you. Dude, you hit it right at 8 o'clock, too. You said 8 o'clock, and you walked in at 8 o'clock. So Boy, Griff, I was, I was scrambling. I, I moved not long ago, and I was like, I looked, I sat down, and I was like, I'm going to be like 15 minutes earlier than I thought I was. And I looked at the top of my uh, monitor, and I didn't have a webcam. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> It's 
always something so, like that. It's always something like that. I don't know. Tearing through drawers. I found my old one, which is I'm assuming is why the green screen. That's why. That's why it's all still blown out. A good one is. That's all right. We can yeah. still see you. We can still see you. We appreciate I you look, coming. I visually look like a blown speaker. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's it's okay. Your voice is recognizable, even if the face isn't recognizable. Yeah, no. Everybody knows who you are. SDL, let everybody know where you are, where they can find you. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, big, first and foremost, YouTube. Uh, yeah, I'm STL Youngblood there. If you just search it there, you'll find it. Um, technically, it's uh, uh, youtube.com slash C slash STL Youngblood um, or the, the links keep getting posted and you can find them there. Um, the, the Blood 60 Feet 6 Inches was my uh, originating YouTube name mm. long, long ago. Um, <laughs> aside from that, uh, Twitter, I'm on there every once in a while. I am not, I'm really bad about social media, so just to be completely fair with everybody, um, sometimes I'm there, sometimes I'm not. Mostly I'm there to pimp my own videos. Um, <laughs> but STO Youngblood there. Uh, and then you'll find me around in the verse. Um, if you find me on a server uh, and you want to talk to me, feel free to you know, drop me a line or chat with me. Um, I'm almost always, you know, interacting with people that are asking questions on uh, in the game chat. So uh, if you need me, you can generally find me there. But yeah, I'm around. Awesome. Awesome. Colossal, where can people find you? You'll find me here. I'm a busy man. <laughs> so you'll find me here. Um, like I said, I always enjoy coming on um, and, and, and talking about Star Citizen. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, I also want to just, I always want to thank Griff for having me on Fast Car. It's always a wonderful time with you. STL, I mean, one of my like heroes and content, um, you know, it's just oh, a pleasure. It, I'm serious. <laughs> it is a pleasure. Yeah, really. Um, seeing you is a pleasure hearing from you. And it's a pleasure learning from you. And I always look forward to your next content. Yeah. Good to see you. Yeah. Good chatting with you guys too. And, uh, I know Fast and Griff are going to wrap it up too, but you know, anytime, anytime, uh, yeah, I can find time to come back in and have a chat. I always enjoy doing stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we appreciate. Awesome. Yeah, fast card. Right, I just want to say thank you to SEO Youngblood also for, for for being on. And if and if and I, I, it's really weird because I'm used to watching them on YouTube, so I'm, I'm having to stop myself from from clicking on his picture to not pause them so I can go go get a sandwich or something like that. <laughs> and also, I, I, when you talk about the, um, buying modules and stuff like that for, for ships and how much it costs and stuff like that, I had a great idea for a new social citizen show. It'd be called Pimp My Ship. That'd be great for us. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Somebody already beat us to that. Believe it or not, I think Info Runners <laughs> did something yeah. like that already, so they might have beat us to it. But yeah, maybe we have to think about doing something like that. Okay. <laughs> you can like find it. me. You can find you can find me on Twitter.com forward slash fast underscore cart. Find me on here. Find me on Miss Hart Show on on the Base Radio on Tuesday 8 p.m. That's taking a little bit hiatus. Um, find me on Shivers. Um, BTM Vampire the Mask Wave stream on Wednesdays and Fridays or sometimes Saturdays. That's on Table of Horrors or on Twitch.tv. And finally here. Okay, cool. Yep, that's everything. Awesome. Let me say this too, uh, just so you guys will know, STL had actually reached out to me months ago. Uh, he happened to see the show and actually basically said, I hope I don't embarrass you when I say this, but he said, you know, anything I can do to help you guys, uh, just let me know. And we really appreciated that. Uh, we're still young in the sense of this. We've been doing this for six months now. I think we started back in March, six or seven months that we're doing this show. Um, but then when you've got community and people in the community like STL, people like Paul Shelley, people, I mean, there's so many people who have supported us, Captain Richard, people who have just kind of plugged us and threw us out there, Uber nerd. Um, it's really cool to know that you're in a community where people don't necessarily have to say, 
here are the big guys, you know, we'll, we'll support them and who the little guys are. Um, which is one of the reasons why when we raid, we often raid the little guys. We kind of try to throw some steam in their direction to help sure. them out. So we just want you guys to know to carry that over. And STL, I do want to say from the community, don't underestimate your contributions. You, you don't know how much you have influenced folks in the sense of both, you know, right purchases, things to reconsider in the midst of that fervor of burning your wallet. Uh, you know, that whole title of should you buy is enough to make us stop and think just for a couple of minutes. I know, you I, know. Know. I always need to remind people, though, I am not responsible for your purchases. So when your spouse <laughs> comes at you hard, <laughs> I'm not involved. That's his, that's his disclaimer, guys. All right. But again, thank you for being here with us tonight. Colossal, as always, thanks. Fast Cart, as always, thanks. We are going to set up, look at Nihilus, buy everything. That, that's the person who, who can, <laughs> the one person who can afford to buy everything in this game. Nihilus, you want to buy some stuff? Go ahead, feel free. <laughs> All right, we, we're going to set up a rate with Marcus the way, guys. So when you get over to Marcus, say hi, hang out for a few minutes. If you like what he's doing, give him a follow and uh, encourage him in Star Citizen. I think he's giving away, yeah, he's giving away a, um, a Mercury Star Runner. So, hey, there's a good reason to hang out over there for that, too. But anyway, you guys have a good night. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. And as always, peace, love, and soul. We'll see you guys later. Take care. Hit my ship. <laughs> <laughs>